This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. It's Friday, May 27th, and we've reached Memorial Day weekend. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the past week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and all our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. We love feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin this week with the opening of Phase 3 of the offseason program and organized team activities. Head coach Doug Peterson met the media before Monday's opening practice and had plenty to discuss. I value the OTAs. And, and from the standpoint of really being able to evaluate, you know, players uh, this time of year, even though we're not making, you know, roster moves and cutting it down to 53 and all that, but you still, you still get a lot out of these as a coach. And now you get to really put your team into, into game situations and uh, really start coaching that, you know, here in, in the OTAs. And um, obviously we're going to, you know, protect each other, but play fast and, and, uh, and get our work done. And, what I look to get out of these next couple of weeks is just that, just the execution from phase two, you know, that we did individually into uh, against each other, you know, now offense and defensively, uh, how well the guys retain the information, you know, from the classroom to the to the football field, and um, you know, playing fast, protecting each other, and just see where we are as a football team. As a follow up, uh, what, what do you see as your biggest challenge over the course of these OTAs? I think just continuing to grow as a football team, uh, coming together, um, you know, as we build towards training camp. I think that's probably the number the number one thing. You know, really is is just building that cohesiveness. Again, the players and coaches are getting getting to know each other still. You know, and and um, you know, I think that's a that's a big part of these next you know three and a half four weeks, whatever we got left. I know it's pretty early, but uh, just the, the moves you made on defense with free agency in the draft especially along the front seven, how, how can that help Josh Allen the most? Well, anytime you surround, uh, you know, great players with good good players or great players with great players, um, it, uh, it just elevates everybody's play. You know, it's the same thing on offense when you can put good people around, you know, your quarterback. It just elevates their play. And, and uh, I, I think that, you know, we, you know, we will see. We're not there yet, but we will see, you know, with the additions that we did make, um, you know, does that free up Josh? Does, does do the other guys, um, you know, and I'm, I'm speculating now into, into the regular season, but do other teams, you know, have to look at us differently um, and not necessarily, you know, focus on Josh and where he is, but maybe on one or two other guys on defense. And, you know, that just becomes a scheme issue uh, for the opponents. But, you know, for Josh just to come in and, and be surrounded with, um, you know, good players, good leaders. Uh, it's just going to elevate him as a as a leader on on our team. Uh, from a scheme standpoint, uh, we've talked to a couple of the defensive guys through the last month. They look at that playbook, and it seems like they've got a little bit of a twinkle in their eye at times. Uh, do you sense that, that that they're excited about what you guys are planning to do at least on defense? Yeah, without you know divulging everything we're doing uh, on defense and, and offense, but. I know the guys are excited about it. Um, you know, it kind of cuts them loose a little bit to be be freed up a little bit, and you know that that's just as as coaches, it, it gives us the flexibility to move move people around. And this is the time of year, you know, in OTAs to really 
you know, figure out what we have um, in, in all three phases. But uh, I know the defensive guys are excited about, you know, what, what Mike is, is bringing. And, um, you know, they just can't wait to use it, you know, in a game. All eyes this week on quarterback Trevor Lawrence and his progression heading into year number two in the NFL. How does he measure progress in the offseason program? We've had a couple different phases now. We're back into competing against the defense, and um, that's a little easier to measure because you can, you know, you can put a grade on it. You can say was that successful or not, you know, complete, incomplete, all those things. It's a little tougher on air. I think having those few weeks, though, to prepare and really master the system helps. And now, like today, I feel like we were pretty clean. Obviously, you're going to always have a few, a few things here and there you want to clean up, but I really like where we're at. I feel like we're... I don't want to say ahead of schedule, but I really feel like we're right where we need to be. Um, the way that, you know, Coach Peterson, Press, all those, all of our, our whole staff has installed the offense, you know, really strategically. And um, I really like where we're at, and the guys are picking it up great. How do you feel about your own showing today <laughs> in terms of sharp, just all that stuff? Yeah, I felt good. I mean, like I said, there's always a couple. You know, I gave Devon an early birthday present, not sure when his birthday uh, is, but threw one straight to him. So don't want to do that. But, Besides that, I think I had a good day. Obviously, always looking to improve. And when you have a, a bunch of guys that you know we didn't play together last year, and then throwing some rookies as well, um, you're still just trying to work out the kinks and get on the same page. And that's that's still where we're at. But I really, like I said, I'm really happy with where we're at. And we've had some some big plays. You know, just chemistry's building quick, which is always good to see. Obviously, you? you worked with Tyler a lot at the center position, but some new pieces on that offensive line. Tyler full time right now, as well as Luke. Does it take a second? What can you actually gain from these OTAs right now in terms of gelling with the offensive line? A lot, just communication. That's huge between one, you know, between them up front, just those five, and then also myself, you know, communicating, whether it's we need to change something, get us to a better play, all those things. If we can all be on the same page, makes it that much easier. So that's something you just work the whole offseason and during the season two. And then when you have new guys, you got to figure out how you communicate, uh, what's the best way to talk to each other, and all those things. And I think we're all. We all get along great, and everybody's great to work with. And you know, big sheriff up front. He's, uh, I mean, y'all have seen him. He's, he's a, a man, so he's going to help us a lot. And excited to have him for sure. Shatley's done a great job. He's, all, and he's a really smart player. Ever since I've, you know, been here, he's, he's helped me a lot. So thankful for that. And then Luke, I haven't got to work with Luke as much. He just got here, but really excited to have that, that depth and just some, some talent up there. That's, you know, looks really good. How are you feeling about your timing with some of those new guys, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram? Yeah, it's really coming along. You know, I, like I said, obviously you start from kind of the ground, work your way up, and um, I really feel like we're starting to gel and starting to get our timing more and more down, our chemistry, knowing where those guys are going to be, how they run different routes versus different coverages. Um, we're really starting to, to click a little bit, and it's fun to, you know, I mean, you guys probably saw a few plays out there. It's just, it's fun when you, when you see that happening. So we're really excited. Any clock for that? Uh, now that you've gone through it, okay, we got plenty of time to get to September. Hey, let's yeah. do a little more in the summer because we're we're new, um, new offense. I mean, have you mapped that out in your mind, or do you even need to? A little bit. I mean, I think obviously this this staff, like I said, has done a great job of mapping that out for us. You know, that's kind of. I think that's a huge part in the NFL compared to like the change from there from college to the NFL is how you plan out your off season because there's so many options of when you start when you finish, what you do each day. It's really flexible. You just have that time window, but deciding what to fill those days with. And I think our staff's done a great job of getting us the right amount of time on the field working together, but also in the classroom, meeting rooms, all that. So I like where we're at. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to do some stuff in the offseason. I've thought about all that and 
um, got to clear, get some, clear some things up and, and get those plans set. But we, I've thought about that, but I really like where we're at. Obviously you can't get complacent though. You got to keep building and the clock is just, by the time we get to camp, we want to be, um, you still have a few weeks, but you want to be as clean as you can be when you get to camp. And, um, we're right on track for that. All the press conferences available on Jaguars.com and the Jags social channels. Moving along to the Huddle Up podcast Wednesday, NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks, senior writer John Osher, and I discussed the differences this year with all the changes on the coaching staff. So on track, John, yeah. to uh, get it on the field and then some maybe some plans in the offseason weeks ahead. I don't know. I have no idea how you measure this. I'm not sure it is measurable, but... The difference that Trevor Lawrence must feel, and all players, but especially Trevor, who didn't have any frame of reference before last year, when you walk in and you you hear the coach and the coaching staff calmly tell you, hey, we're doing this this time of year, we're doing this this week, and we'll get to that part in August. Don't worry about it. We got it. The difference in that when you're preparing, when you're trying to figure this out, when you're moving forward. Bucky, I, I, again, I don't think that you can measure it because it's probably immeasurable. I, I think for Trevor, it's probably all the difference in the world in terms of an environment where you can grow. Yeah, no, I think it makes a ton of difference. And I will say this, um, not only when it comes to Trevor, but with the rest of the team, because I do think it's, it's really important, and I've touched on this before, um, the amount of former players that are on the coaching staff being able to calmly um, deliver the message to the team. Here's where we're at. Here's where we're going to go. And here are the steps along the way that we need to get to. So it's not necessarily a speculative thing is, hey, we walked in these shoes. We have a clear plan for how we're going to get it done. Just stay with the process and the plan, and these things will work out. I think for Trevor, what I hear in, in the soundbite is I hear a level of confidence in feeling like the plan that he is being given and feeling like, what they're doing makes sense and is going to play out on the field. When you talked about the way that you fill up your days, the one thing that players hate is when you do a bunch of unnecessary stuff that doesn't relate to playing the game. It appears to me that Trevor is saying everything that they have done on the field and off the field in the classroom appears to have a tangible impact on how they're going to play. And I think he, he appreciates that and the part that he talked about, you want to clean everything up so you hit training camp uh, fast, you want to clean it all up, I think that's really important because what you don't want to do is have to start back over in training camp and waste a few days going back to do stuff that you had covered in the offseason in OTAs. You would like to clean up those things. And so instead of doing a lot of review, we're now beginning to build upon what we did in the offseason, not necessarily trying to remember and regain what we did in the early part of the offseason. Yeah, JP, I've gotten, as we all have, tons of questions about what's the difference? What's the difference this OTAs, last year's OTAs? What's the difference between this year and last year? I think you could go back and replay Bucky's soundbite for the last minute, uh, and that's exactly what the difference is. Yep. The fact that you get the idea that the players have a, a great deal of confidence that what they're being told and what they're doing is the right thing to do, and it's going to be productive, and there's confidence in that. In terms of preparation, JP, you know, in any line of work, I, I don't know there's anything more important than that, and it feels like they've got it. So if there's a difference, and again, it's not a difference. I've gotten tons of questions on these lines. Hey, when, when you go out to practice, what do you see? What's the difference? 
what's the vibe? There's always a positive vibe during the offseason. Well, sure, yeah. It was positive last year. They were fired up. It was enthusiastic. Sure. But mm-hmm. that undertone, that thing Bucky just said, I, you know, I've gone a lot. I've uh, just in a long-winded way of saying, go listen to that, and that's the difference. There it is. No, I think there's, there's a confidence. Um, I think you sense, sense it. And I also think with Doug, I think Doug has a, a confidence in knowing what he's doing. And I think that comes from the fact that he's won a Super Bowl. Like, we can say a lot of things, but it's different when you've won a Super Bowl. You've seen it come to fruition. You've been to the mountaintop and those things. And now you're like, okay, here's what we need to do. And I think that confidence is infectious. It's contagious because the guys look at him differently because he is a Super Bowl winner. And he has some other guys that have had a level of success individually and collectively on the staff that they can look to. I think that's important. I think that trust is everything. The trust between player and coach, player and player, coach to coach is everything. All the X's and O's and all that other stuff is one thing, but the bond. I think I think you can feel that. You can sense that they kind of are putting that together in Jacksonville. The Huddle Up podcast runs Wednesdays on Jaguars.com and the official Jaguars podcast network. We have some great shows and events coming up at Daly's Place in the next few weeks. June 4th, the Jacksonville Taco and Margarita Festival. Sunday, June 5th, the Doobie Brothers, including Michael McDonald. June 6th and 7th, two nights of the Dave Matthews Band. And then the Black Crows come in June 11th. Tickets and information at dailysplace.com. We'll return with GM Trent Baalke explaining some of his early football influences. Plus, Jeff Lagerman's take on the offensive coaching staff. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think all these guys, you know, not only Trayvon, but the rest of these guys, as you look at them physically and what they're able to do, I think there's upside in all of them. The only thing you control is the attitude you bring in and, and how you work and kind of the respect that you earn from your teammates. And I think that's the biggest thing. As a rookie coming in, you got to earn the respect of those guys. It's our job and their job to, to get the best version of that. And that's what we, we strive to do every day. You know, mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, you know, in every aspect of who they are, get, give us the best version. You know, it really makes me excited as a, as a quarterback, especially that just the administration and the front office, all those, we're all on the same page. So I'm, I'm excited about that and really think we can build something special here. You know, and that's, that's my message to the coaching staff is, you know, we all fight for our players, you know, and you want a certain guy at your spot, but at the end of the day, they're Jaguars and they're ours and they're guys that are going to help us, you know, win football games and make us better. That's a piece from The Hunt. Chapter 3 debuted Thursday night on the Jags' YouTube channel, 27 minutes or so behind the scenes of draft weekend and the arrival of the rookies here at the bank. And, of course, now they're mixing in with the veterans in the offseason program. Behind-the-scenes access, you just can't get it anywhere else. So check out the archive on Jaguars.com or the Jags' YouTube channel. Great work throughout the organization to get these pieces together. The Jaguars are future-focused and ready for a new look in 2022. Join us at the bank this season, of course. Single game tickets are on sale now for the two preseason home games. The Browns and the Steelers are coming in. And, of course, the regular season home games in Jacksonville against the Colts. 
Texans, Giants, Raiders, Ravens, Cowboys, and Titans. Lock in your seats, visit jaguars.com slash tickets, or call 904-633-2000. We continued the conversation about the development of quarterback Trevor Lawrence and the offense on Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday afternoon. Jeff Lagerman and I got into the offensive coaching staff. Well, and if you pulled 32 teams' quarterbacks, they would all have a very similar answer. We really like where we are. We're doing really well. Our tempo's great. We're uh, we're building a camaraderie. We're building towards the season. I mean, so everybody has a winning May, right? Everybody has a winning June. We're, we're undefeated in May and June. Absolutely. So, I mean, you ex- would expect some of the answers that he has, but uh, but it's good. It's good to see. The amount uh, when you, when you talk about the brain power of the offensive side of the ball that they have there, with Press Taylor and Mike McCoy and and of course Doug Peterson as the head coach, uh, Jim Bob Cooter, the passing game coordinator. There's a lot of guys on that side of the ball that are going to be able to provide some great insight into the offense and into the performance of the offense and into the design of the offense. And I think that's. That's really a strong, a really strong thing about this offense, and a strong thing about Doug Peterson's staff. The offensive side of the ball has a lot of really good minds, and a lot of minds, JP, that have very good experience, great experience working with the quarterback in the NFL. Yes, in the NFL, yes. not at some college school. Right, and that's that's great. That's I mean, a big that's deal. What, what you got to have. And the defense has some great experience too, okay? Not as much as the offense, and, and that's okay. Part of, I think, sometimes the one thing I think that you got to be careful of is that when you, have, when you have that many minds and that many people that, you know, I'm sitting here talking about the great virtues that they bring to the offense of the offensive staff, you have to make sure, and, and I don't want to say be cautious, but there needs to be a very specific set of marching orders and about job description because you can't have the, the quarterback coach, okay, disagreeing with the offensive coordinator because he's been a head coach and he's been an offensive coordinator before. I mean, there's, there's, you've got to make sure that, you know, the old saying, you can't have too many chefs in the kitchen, okay? You need to have the one guy that's kind of the, the head of the – of the kitchen, and then everybody else has certain jobs and responsibilities to do. And of course, you have the uh, the master chef. I thought it was too many cooks in the kitchen. However, you want to call it, chefs, cooks, JP. Okay, the kitchens you go to. I've been in a lot of kitchens. They're, they're cooks. The kitchens that I go <laughs> oh, to. Oh yeah, of course. With like Chef it's a Gordon. Different level. Different okay, level. like Chef Gordon the is white a chef. Hat, he wears a whole, white hat. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, me on the other hand. <laughs> Yeah, Great. but I, I I do I I, I like <laughs> the uh, the experience that the offense has. I think it's it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, there's there's a lot of bright minds on that side of the ball now, and if Trevor Lawrence doesn't have the ability or cannot find a way to soak in all of that or as much of that knowledge as possible, but but I believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to to soak in as much as possible. And the one thing I want to see him out of him. JP, because you know the, we only saw the first day. That's right. And there's a long way to go in OTAs, and then also you have the mandatory mini camp coming up in the middle of June. 
But you want to start to see the leadership of Trevor Lawrence, the ownership of Trevor Lawrence in the offense. And that, and that takes time. That's not something that just happens automatically the first day that he's out there with his, with his new teammates and his new coaches. That's something that has to be built. The confidence has to be gained. But at some point, you want to see that to where you see him starting to correct guys, starting to demand more of his teammates. And when you, when you start to see that, I think then he starts to say, yeah, okay, now, now you can feel it. You can feel how his ownership is making a difference. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio airs Thursday at 4 o'clock on 1010XL AM and the Jaguars social channels, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Let's wrap this week with the Ozone Podcast. John Ozier sat down with General Manager Trent Baalke for nearly 20 minutes to talk everything from the rookie class to his early influences in the sport. GMs are always asked so much about the draft because that's sort of what people talk about in the offseason. I'd love to know your assessment of the veterans who came back this year with a fresh start with Doug. What have you seen from that group in terms of – their dedication, their commitment, uh, the restart, all of that package. What have you seen from that? Well, a lot of good things. You know, this was a group that became very tight through the course of last year, and it, it showed up in the final game, obviously, the way they went out and played, and they stayed together through through a lot of, lot of off-the-field stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you look at how they approached last season and how they went about it day-to-day and to come back into a new setting and to continue to work hard uh, – the one thing I think we do sense out there is a little more sense of urgency, and, and that's because there's more competition. More competition uh, breeds urgency, and that's where we're at right now. You've talked a little bit. I don't think we've gotten to know you as much of your background over the last couple of years as, as we probably should have. Your biggest football influence, I've heard you talk about Parcells a lot. Is that fair? Is there another influence there? Or, uh, I'd love to get to know a little bit of your, about your background on that front and, uh, and uh, Bill Parcells. Well, I mean, I've been very fortunate to to work with some of the best football minds in in the business, and you know, from Coach Belichick, Coach Parcells, Coach Schottenheimer, you know, Coach Spurrier, Coach Gibbs. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. fortunate to be around a lot of very good football coaches and and personnel guys. When I broke into the league, Mister Haley, uh, with the New York Jets, you know, one of the finest men and one of the finest. Right you know, personnel evaluators, you know, the league's probably ever seen, you know, so when you, when you get a chance to be around people like that, you try to absorb as much as you can. Certainly don't put myself in those, that category, but uh, again, just blessed to work with guys like that, that uh, continue to help me. I talk to coach Parcells probably, you know, once a month at Mm -hmm. least, and uh, just banner back and forth and try to pick his brain uh, he's probably forgotten more football than I'll ever know. So, you know, when you have a resource like that, you use them. That's an unbelievable list. Uh, Gibbs, Parcells, uh, uh, Belichick. It's probably not a fair question because there's so much you learn from all of them. But is there a thread that you think of um, that runs through all that in terms of what it takes to be great in this business? Yeah, I, I mean, there's some core things that they all believed in. Uh you know, it's a big man's game is mm-hmm. one theme that uh, rang true for, for the people I'm talking about. You know, fo- football intelligence is extremely important. Uh, grit, mm-hmm. you, know, wh- you know, and that, where does that come from? You know, some people say the mind, I say it comes from the soul. But, you know, guys, you want guys that uh, can overcome adversity. 
You want guys that are, are comfortable being uncomfortable. And when you get that and you get a locker room full of those kind of guys, you got a pretty good chance to go out on Sunday and play winning football. Is there a Trent Balky player, meaning is there is something you look for that uh, defines what you like in a guy? Well, I think I just, you know, guys same that have stuff, gr- yeah. yeah, the same stuff, the guys that with great work ethics, uh, guys that love the game of football, that play it for the right reasons, play it for uh, not for what it brings to them, but just the love of the game. You know, guys like Frank Gore, Justin Smith, you know, Pat Willis, you know, I could go on and on. Sure. I don't want to leave anybody out. Guys that just, they love the game, and that's what you're looking for, guys that, that love it, that's, uh, that want to be very good at it, very successful at it, and, you know, winning's extremely important to them. The full Ozone podcast is available through the podcast link at the top of jaguars.com and on the official Jaguars podcast network on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And of course, we love that feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. That's it for this week. Enjoy the holiday weekend, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast week in review podcast presented by TIAA Bank.